Tipsy Potheads. Tipsy Potheads. Who read sometimes. <laughs> and what is Tipsy Potheads? Tipsy Potheads. Where we read the books. Me, what books? Andy, who has never read the Harry Potter books. Okay. And Josie and Sheila rereading the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also determining if Andy read the right chapters and or remembers anything. Or the right book. Fair enough. Apparently, book three is not sticking in Andy's mind, and he's grabbing all sorts of different books. All the wrong books. Almost book four. Almost a twisted tale. I'm doing the most over here by doing the least. (laughs) Keep up the good work, sweetie. You're doing good. You're doing great. (laughs) I said that totally backwards, but I'm just going to roll with it. (laughs) It works. So, um, we are reading, or, sorry, not reading. We had read. What are our drinks? (laughs) 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 We are so on top of it, you guys. So on top of it. We'll get there. We are drinking the Black Dog. The Blackberry Black Dog cocktail and it's made with blackberries simple sugar vodka grapefruit juice and then blackberries for garnish if you wanted well i definitely muddled my blackberries with simple syrup yeah me too i added a lot of vodka and then I i used bubbly grapefruit i followed the recipe i took a sip it tasted Horrible. I think it was my grapefruit juice. Dragon. And so I put in, um, like, I have, like, a mini can of Sprite, and so I put, like, half of that in. And it tasted much better after that. And then I made a second drink, basically the same thing, except for I left out the grapefruit juice, and I added some mint. So I made, like, a vodka, blackberry vodka mojito. For my second drink. I definitely made a face when I took my first sip. And then I said, disclaimer, Mm -hmm. I did not measure anything. (laughs) She just poured it. I didn't even measure the blackberries. I just poured them into the cup and muddled them. But that face I truthfully recognized from the last couple episodes where I have hated my drink and made it wince every time I took it. Her face was amazing. It was hilarious. And I don't have a true muddler, so I definitely used one of my little, like a hand mixer, like spindle thingies. Yeah, it it looks like it has like, does it, like you're talking about a whisk? Not a whisk, but it's the one that you stick into the hand mixer that has like the four oh. pieces. Why can't I think was, of what that's called? If this was a Isn't time that for a emulsifier or something like that? Isn't that are doing? I don't. I don't know. My the thing <laughs> I used muddled it, so I don't. I mean, know mine I became muddled very well, so I'm happy with it. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely should have measured the vodka and then just gone with everything else because I had a heavy hand with the vodka and like (laughs) half a glass. It's been a week. It's been a week and it's Tuesday. I know. And I made his own thing. Much Andy (laughs) has the black. Every other episode (laughs) went rogue. Totally. Um, also, I've also realized there's a theme when there's a heavy Weasley influence. I never follow the script. <laughs> it's really just like I'm like I'll do this. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm drinking Andy's Dementor because I was slightly demented when I decided what to put in it, and it is Dr Pepper, vodka, and Bailey's. It kind of tastes like a root beer float. I don't. Know how to feel about your drink, if you will. I'm just gonna name it Andy's Demented when I put on the. That's fair. On the and ours, ours, like we googled 
we kept trying to find like grim or we found a bu- a few other things but yeah. we found this one that was um the black dog because like i typed in i think i typed in like black black dog or whatever because i was like well serious i or not serious but the grim is a black dog and i was just getting grim reaper um drinks when i i did type in lupin sorry i was in meetings from like nine o'clock literally till five i didn't get a single break i can't believe and i did type in lupin and apparently the city of lupin their official drink is a moscow mule so we could have made it easier on ourselves but we didn't how did you spell lupin though like lupin l-u-p-i-n I mean, I could just look. I feel like that's a fair question. I could see you spelling it L O P P I N. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Uh, L U P. Yeah, you know me. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> I don't know why I had to. Um. All right, everyone. What? Chapters did we read for the Black Dog and Andy's Demented? We read chapters five through seven. And what are those about, Andrew? Of the Prisoners of Azkaban. And which book number is that? Three. <laughs> I just have to keep quizzing you in case you. Did you watch that face as I was saying? Yep. I was like, oh, I totally was going to fail your almost. You were definitely not ready for that. Well, this book picks up after Harry found out that Sirius Black was coming for him. And they're all at the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about them going, um, getting ready and going to Hogwarts. Um, I kind of thought it was funny how Harry still doesn't fully understand the magical world because he was like, these cars magically keep getting to the front of the line. And you're like, they're probably magic cars, dude. Um, so they get to the thing, and every move that Harry makes, there's one or two people always with him. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, constantly watching him. So then they get on the train. Well, before they get on the train, Mr. Weasley is like, Harry, I've got to tell you this secret. And Harry's like, don't worry. I was being a little bitch and snooped on you. And um, Okay, to be fair, he wasn't being a little bitch. And he it just wasn't like it. he was trying to... Yeah, he just He just it. happened to overhear it the night before, in the previous chapter. And yeah. he was like, well, whatever you do, don't go after him. And Harry's like, bitch, why would I? And um, I also find that funny, because it's like, well, track record shows you would. So um, I also feel like the more they tell him not to do it, the more he's yeah. going to be like, right. I feel like this is something I absolutely should do. Like, there's a reason... So then he gets on the train. They're all good. He's like, I have to tell you something to the other two. And they go into this one car, which is weird. He's like, I have secrets to tell, but I'm going to tell all these secrets in this cart with this stranger that I don't know, who turns out to be Professor Lupin, who was asleep. is the new Defense of the Dark Arts teacher. And so he's like telling him all this stuff. And then the train goes crazy. And then they're like, what's happening? And then there's a Dementor. How does the train grow crazy? There's Dementors that come on there to make sure no one's trying to smuggle serious Black. But did they, like, lurch to a stop suddenly where a bunch of things fell on them? or Like, the power went out and everything. And everyone was sticking their heads out like, what's happening? And (laughs) then everyone made, like, apparently Harry, because allegedly he's weak, um, the Dementor went after him. And so he fainted. So, of course, Malfoy is like, Potter, you're a weakling. You keep getting, you fainted. But, um, so they get there. They get to, uh, to Hogwarts. They see, um, oh, no. I can't remember his name. Hagrid. They don't really get to talk to Hagrid. But then this is the first time they talk about getting inside of, like, the carriages. And he's like, this must be some magic carriage being pulled by something. And then I was like, oh, I actually know what this is. Um, And so they get up to the thing, and then McGonagall pulls them aside, and they're like, oh, I don't remember what she was talking to them about. I don't know. Um, She She wanted to make sure Harry was okay. And yeah. then she 
wanted to speak to Hermione alone. Shut up. Oh, yeah, because he fainted. with Hermione. Yeah, and then basically Hermione's like, will you look at my timetable because I'm taking every class available. And Monocle, McMonocle, McGonagall was like, yeah, that's my bitch. And she was like, do what you want to do. <laughs> so then they missed the sorting. And, um, Which Hermione was very upset about. She was V upset about. She was not thrilled about that at all. And then Dumbledore talks about how there's Dementors all over to watch out for Sirius Black. And then I'm going to speed up because I feel like I'm giving a lot of details. Also, I can't remember things. So then there, and um, Harry sleeps good for the first time because he's real tired from the fainting. But of course, again, Malfoy's being a little butt and constantly making fun of him for fainting. When in reality, no one just knows that there was the Dementor and like that's what happened. Um, or at least Harry doesn't fully understand it. But I did enjoy Fred being like, Malfoy ran away as a scared little kid when they came after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point in these chapters, we get to see um, Professor Lupin's class. Yep. Which was really fun because I kind of enjoyed how, well, in the previous class, sorry, kids. Um, Basically, Hermione's all over the place because she's taking every single class. And we we know why, since we've seen... I do actually know why. Because we've seen the movies, but currently... But with the book, we don't know why. We We don't don't know know why yet. Um, But Hermione's all over the place. And um, they're going through. And Neville was just made fun of in Snape's potion class because, you know, his turned the wrong character and Hermione helped him. Not character, color. And um, Snape was like, I'm going to kill your frog. But Hermione had helped him, and then he kind of took five points away from Gryffindor. But then I love the fact that, like, Lupin was, like, he went in there and into the teacher's lounge, taking the class in there to go after the, starts with a B. Bogart. 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 And Snape's like, I'm not going to watch this. And also, you have Neville. And he's like, I bet Neville's going to do a great job, you little son of a bitch. And um, Neville did do a good job. They taught them how to handle the Bogart, which was funny to me because then it just makes fun of Snape the entire time because basically how he did it was to get Snape to be dressed as a female. And so, like, that was pretty cool. I know I'm missing some stuff. It's all I got at this moment. But I know that there are more things, but I just can't. Nothing's coming to my brain. You're welcome. I feel like I missed like an entire chapter. <laughs> oh, maybe just half a like, chapter. <laughs> I feel like you got the big highlights. You got the most of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Hagrid's a teacher. He is. There you go. The hippogriff. You mean Malfoy got? Yeah, he was showing them stuff. And of course, Malfoy's being Malfoy, and he's like this isn't going to work, and he wasn't listening, and he talked bad to the hippogriff. That's how you say it? Yep. And then he got attacked, and everybody's like, that's Malfoy's fault. He was like, I'm going to get fired. I was only a teacher for like 24 hours. Um, But yeah. Ta-da! The Gryffindors all said he would be fine. It was the Slytherins who said he would get. Because yeah. Malfoy was also playing it up. And he's like, I don't know if my arm is ever going to be the same. And Harry's like, bitch, she literally rebuilt my bones in the last book. Malfoy's just a big baby. Basically. Apparently, yeah. my Andy's Dementor causes me to cuss. <laughs> yeah, that's what causes you to cuss. Um, I just want to say if anybody's hearing anything weird, it's Tux, my cat. He's like praying up a storm. It's so weird. You don't hear him until you mention him, and then I heard the one. I thought you were going to say the music my neighbor decided to start loudly playing. No, we're all really quiet. And now Roxy's scratching her. It's (laughs) a cat party now. We've really got it together over here, people. It's fine. They know. Well, the cats know. They're like, this is a book where Crookshanks is, isn't it? Um, yeah, because they totally mention how Crookshanks is like growling at Ron's pocket or scabbers. Not like that, rat. 
He does not like the rat. Mm-mm. No. So, Andrew, since you're the HP virgin. Let's pop yeah. that cherry. I was going to say since you're the HPV, but I knew that sounded really bad. <laughs> <laughs> How about you pop that cherry and tell us what you thought of these chapters? I thought it was good. It was one of those where, I think y'all mentioned before the last time we talked about this book, there's a lot more details than were in the they were they were in the movies for this book in particular. So like it was kind of interesting to me just kind of like the smaller things like I don't know if I remembered let's be real I didn't remember cuz my memory is horrible. But like do I remember Even though movie? you read it this morning? No, I'm talking about the movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for the good check. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but no, I just didn't know, like, I couldn't remember if Lupin was, like, on the train, and if he was, like, I just didn't remember at all, or if they really called out who he was. And then, I don't know, it was just kind of interesting, like, I knew Malfoy was a main character, and I knew Malfoy was also a little bitch. But at the same time, like, I now understand everyone's true hatred for him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, he was a bad person. He was the typical bully in the movies. But you just don't realize how much of just a grating little asshole yeah. that he is in the books. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely one of those other characters that, while Tom Felton did a fabulous job playing Malfoy in the movies, yeah. Um, the character is just so much more in the box. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, he played everything that he was given very, oh, yeah. very well. It was just the amount mm-hmm. that it was, like, nonstop. And also, like, let's be real. Every teacher generally hears everything that comes out of that child's mouth. And they're just like, oh, that's that's a Slytherin. But um, <laughs> I'm sure Josie doesn't like it, but I also loved how, like, the cure for Dementor was like, did you eat some chocolate? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. But they kept pushing it on him. It yeah. was like, no, really, eat the chocolate. And yeah, then but no one explains Poppy, why. I love yeah. Poppy, Madame Pomfrey, when she was like... Oh, a teacher. Oh, a teacher, a, de- a defense against the dark arts teacher who actually knows something. Did you eat it? <laughs> She's like pushing it on him too. But I just love how they don't fully explain. They're just like, you need your energy. But they don't really say like, hey, it's going to bring you back to life. If you eat it, it's just like, here's some chocolate, kid. I was like, I'll just feel like shit, thanks. <laughs> You'd be like, I'll wait. Like, no, but, I will die. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I think it also, like, knowing what we know, because it's hard not to think about what you know, of like, how you know how Hermione's going to all the classes. But, like, for me, especially in the movies, this explains why she does know so much. Like, you knew it, but then it's also, like, you never really saw, like, in the movies it wasn't really stressed as much, at least that I remember, um, of how busy she was, where he's like, we're going to our third period, and you act like you've taken five classes, and she's like, bitch, I have. Yeah, and, it's definitely, it's yeah. Def- well, she can't say it, but it's definitely not as prominent in the movies right. like it's, yeah it's, it's kind just kind of, of like she's an afterthought all sometimes yeah. but it's not well really yeah and i mean like one thing you missed in your description andy was like this was their first divination classes with trelawney oh yeah 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 so like this is the introdu- introductions to trelawney which foreshadows a lot mm-hmm. with her mm-hmm. um for future books but you know, like, the whole grim, and part of the reason why we chose the black dog is that she supposedly sees the grim and then, you know, mm-hmm. talks about the and death is going to come. And... like, she sees the grim every year. It's never happened. Yeah. Also, I'm trying to remember because part of the reason why she tells them that in her class is she transforms from a cat to a human because she starts calling about talking about the anime um animagus animingus animingi i think is what they 
Because they're the Animangus, but I think they said the Animangus. Oh, maybe it was that. I can't remember. Um, Because I remember thinking it was like, oh, it's like animal magic, but like not this whole word. But anyway, um, they talk about how she's like, this is the first time I've transformed. And usually I get an applause and this year I didn't get any reaction. Yeah, that was funny But me. I'm trying to remember. I know for a fact in the first movie... They have, they have McGonagall change from a cat to McGonagall. Because Ron goes, that was wicked. Yeah. But did they actually do it in the book, too? I was trying to remember. No, I was gonna they go didn't. Back and I didn't think so, because I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, why would they do a point of that? But I always thought it w- that movie with that little quick scene... In book in the in the first movie, it was weird that they had it there because I was like, they don't they don't know she is that until the third book, or if they do know that, they've only been told about it. They actually had never seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And the reader only sees it in the very first chapter. Yeah. Which I love. This is has nothing to do with this, but I love the TikToks. Which I think you've seen them on Instagram of the young um, lady that does McGonagall so, mm. so well. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, so what? You've seen my asshole. I can't help you. See- like, that's a cat hole. That's not my. You haven't seen my asshole. Like, it just makes me Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, I really like her stuff. She's so funny. It's also the other one who is, uh, there's the other TikToker where she's a uh, the, the black teacher at Hogwarts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really yeah, funny yeah. Too. And her movies are her clips about, like, all the early movies are really funny, too. She's mm-hmm. like, are you good? You need, to, you need to be, you need to be that Malfoy. That little bitch. Yeah. yeah. Is Malfoy coming at you again? I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take out my hoops. It's fine. Hermione, yeah. Hermione, I got some hair products for you if you want me to help. No? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed these chapters because I feel like it's really a day in the life of the students at Hogwarts. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all very, um, like, they're just going between their classes. You you see them in configuration, potions, defense against the dark arts, care for magical creatures. So you see them in four different classes. Yeah. You hear them going to, like, the different days and doing everything. Nope, actually five, because divination also. Divination. I was like, I, th- I was like, divination. I'm like, well, maybe she said it. I, I know, because I, I was forgot like, she said all, it. Just forgot it. <laughs> well, In all the other I'm ones, like, they talk it. about it. They talk about their schoolwork, and they talk about exams, but they don't really talk about the day-to-day. Minus a few classes here, sprinkling it here and here. So, yeah, that's true. I feel like um, starting with this book, and further on, we'll get more some more of day to day series versus the first two books. There just wasn't enough time to really talk about day to day. Right. I mean, they're shorter. This is the first of the longer books. longer ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I love how you you literally took Miss. Like painstakingly care to divide these up, and Sheila and I were like, "Is this right? It's three chapters," and you're like, "It's based off of the number of pages, because of just the amount that it's reading." I yeah. don't question it. No, Josie had asked how many, what pages or what chapters it was, and I said, "It's these ones." She's like, "That's right," because I based it off of. Um, I said, "Oh yeah, it's three because I based it off of the page numbers." Yeah. I'm just saying, I didn't question. <laughs> and actually, she I thought these questioning chapters, herself. Just these chapters read pretty easily. They did, yeah, yeah. I always like the Bogart too. Like, actually, one <laughs> one of the drinks that I even talked about, I looked up Bogart cocktails, <laughs> and Humphrey Bogart popped up. Came up, and I was like, oh my gosh, how funny would it be if I like showed up to work uh, to um, the podcast tonight, and I was like, I'm drinking a Bogart cocktail, but it's Humphrey Bogart's favorite thing, because the Bogart <laughs> changes to what you fear, and I was like, because the Bogart changes, that'd be hilarious, and I go, yeah. but then in true, like, Potter, uh, pothead fashion, I'd be like, I didn't have scotch, though, so I had to change it to whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think that's I feel like there was one time. ingredient, one ingredient. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's been um, a very long time since we've all actively made the exact recipe. I did today. Yeah. I did today. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Well, uh, at first I did, and then I added well, something. Well, we've all... Mo- no, so you're coming Okay, me, Andy, we've, we've all, all modified, modified it. We've all modified it, but we've stayed within it. There have been ones where you were straight up like, I didn't have vodka, so I used it. <laughs> well, yes, but I'm talking about like even the modified, like where we actually made the exact... I think one of the last ones that I remember, that I barely remember, was the app, was the one that I completely like got trashed on. Which was... Blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best one. Anyway, totally not even important. Um, I like, like, it's really funny too, because, like, sometimes when you watch the movies or even read the book, sometimes Hogwarts feels small, yeah. even though you know it's this giant castle. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when they were talking about getting to divination, they were like, how do we even get there? Like, they had no clue where to even go. They didn't know how to get there. Ron was like, we gotta leave now, because it's gonna take us ten minutes to get there. Like, yeah. it's not just, like, on the normal level. It's in the North Tower, which is, you know, probably all the way, like, on the f- it's furthest away from breakfast, you know. Right. But it's- even then, they were like, as they were heading to the North Tower, they were like, we have to be careful, or we'll end up in the South Tower. So it makes you wonder how close the North and South Towers actually are. Like, are they just, like, yeah, are they right on top of each other, and it's just, like, one staircase, and it's, like, you go left or you go right? And I love how they were, like, let's ask this person in the picture. He'll yep. get us there. Which I did. love. I love it when they use the pictures. I yes. think it's so fun when they interact with the pictures. And he, you know, we get introduced to him and that little knight, and, um, you know, we'll see more of him later. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it oh, funny. Really? Yeah, I don't Spoiler. remember. Spoiler! Spoiler! Thanks, Sheila. Hey, she brought is it really a spoiler if the book's been out for twenty years? Yeah. No. But um, in the I found it funny though that like, yeah, Mister Weasley told Harry that like, Sirius is after him, but like they don't say why like they're all like they're all hovering on him right Uh you know they all have something but like they don't they haven't told him like the reason why they think Sirius is after him and so like and like why and like Malfoy has even hinted at it to Harry and Harry like you don't know why and so like Harry's like why would why would, why would I? I know why? Why would I go after him? And he's like, "Why wouldn't you?" And like, "What are you?" Why wouldn't you about? after he did what he did? And you know, it's yeah. just really funny. I understand. Again, they're like protecting this poor child, but it's also like, come on, let's be real. They're protecting him in literally like the weirdest, most obvious, worst, wrong way. way. <laughs> like this, this, this book is We're literally like, what he's... not to do to a child that you're raising. <laughs> And right. also that is going through home abuse and being bullied at school by right. an adult. Right. Well, oh, and Snape is so mean. He's so horrible. Well, that was the other thing. I was, it was like. I was what, just I, talking about Voldemort, but multiple uh, adults. I was. So, oh, well, you said abusing him at school. So I just immediately yeah. went with teacher. I, me too. Me too. So me too. <laughs> me too. I can't talk. Me um, too. Me too. <laughs> I'm starting. I guess I'm coming from, I'm starting to be more <laughs> Georgian. I don't know. They say stuff really weird down here. Um, oh, no. What so, you're not about to do is be like, me tea. Because <laughs> I'm in Georgia. <laughs> me tea. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> I'll let you talk about the South all you want. No, no. I'm not going to let you claim that one. No. Okay, so I gave... <laughs> There's some places here that say some words or places really, really weird. Like they look like Cairo looks is said Cairo, and there's some other places. Oh, like Cairo syrup. Yeah, but it's spelled like Cairo. Cairo. There's no I in it. 
No, and but, it's a K, not a C. But and, I mean, whatever. And there's some other places. And I was giving, I was talking with a gentleman at the library who is from around here, a hard time. And he goes, he said something like we were talking about all these places that have weird names. Um, because I said Vidalia wrong. I actually, I sorry, it's Vidalia instead of Vidalia, or I don't I know. Um, it, it, I say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I said it wrong, and he was like, and I was like, so when do A's start making, like, the E, eh, sounds or something, and he's like, Ugh. and I'm like, I have a question, there's this place just down the road, and it's called Tai Tai, it's spelled T-Y-T-Y, and I always assumed it was Tai Tai, so I go, is Tai 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 Tai, or is it T-T? It's Titty. And <laughs> he walked away from me. <laughs> he's like ma'am I do not have time for your stupid question <laughs> he's like I am That's done with I you but like we had had like 10 minutes of convert <laughs> I was like I'm done that okay total side note that totally reminds me of this night when my friend Kendall and I this was when we were still roommates we were talking to our friend Emily, and Kendall's from Ohio. Obviously, I'm from Wyoming. But Emily grew up in the Chicago area, and so yeah. she has that really bad Miss West, Midwestern accent. Midwestern. And all her A's are like, you know. And so she was, I don't even know, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and we had been drinking. And Emily was having us say all of these words, and she's like, say salad. And we were like, salad? <laughs> salad. We're like, Salad, and right. she was like, "Say this word, say that word." And bag, I even, big, big, yeah, big, but bag. like whatever. And then all of a sudden, she was like, "Oh my gosh, your guys's accent is so funny!" And she was like, "Say Brachiosaurus," <laughs> and Kendall got up <laughs> in full Capricorn mood and was like, "I am officially done with this conversation. I'm going to bed." <laughs> and she just walked away. That's kind of what um, the library guy did, and he knew I was playing, but I was just, I was like, oh. Well, there's definitely some, this, uh, there's some, being born and raised in the South, which is evident in every moment You're not from the South, being. from here, from North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> there, it says North. There are some cities here where I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Like, when they say it. Because I'm like, I, and obviously, of course, because this is how my brain works, I can't think of a single one at this moment. But, <laughs> like, because like, I want to say Delonica, but, like, that's not even weird. Delgonia. I'm pretty sure that one's Delgonia. I could be wrong. And but. see, like, even mm -hmm. Albany, because I think I say Albany the way that you, and it's Albany. It depends on who you Why talk to, be because, because they're from the South. I don't no. care. I don't, I don't care either. But, but no, there, there, are definitely, there are 100% there, some things where they're I'm just, just like, kidding, Georgia, some, you're totally fun. There's two people, or not two, there's... there's no, there's two of your favorite people. <laughs> there's two people. No, um, there's... I've met people here that say it Albany, and I've met people that say it Albany, like me. And so, I'm like, where are you from? And they're like, I'm from Albany. And I'm like, well, you say it normal, and then there's others like... Oh, you ain't from around here because you say, you don't say Al or Albany. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so the point being, me tea. Me tea. <laughs> me tea. Oh my God, Maeve. I forgot that was what got us on this. Nice. Me tea. You have to know that every time we're saying me tea, we are putting a peace sign next to our eye. Meaty. Meaty. And tipping our and tilting our heads. Meaty. Um but Snape not only is a child abuser, but he's an animal abuser potentially. Oh, because of the toad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he knew Neville was gonna kill that toad. And then he dissed Gryffindor because Hermione gave him the thing. And then he made Ron cut all of the daisy roots. Okay. I love how Hermione was like, Hermione. Hermione was like, she was like talking to us. And she was like, and then he was just like, Granger, I told you not to help him. 
He didn't say that. I I mean, there was never he did, a quote. No, he, he just said, nobody asked you. No, but then later, after everything, he took five points away, and he goes, Granger, I told you not to help him. Yes, he said, he did say that, but prior to that, he had never said, do not help him. He just said, nobody asked you to. I swear he did. I went back. Well, because well, Hermione offered, and he was like, nobody asked you. So he did not say it, but he did take away. Yes. But look, he's a <laughs> gaslighter, okay? Speaking of gaslighting, I made Sometimes a I forget, like, I really, sorry, Andy, hold on. I really <laughs> think that they casted Snape perfectly because mm-hmm. Alan Rickman is so amazing that you love to hate his villains. Yeah. And he made that character so much more loving because yeah. Snape in the books is a fucking dick. Yeah. yeah. He's an incel. I said it. He's a dick. And I remember read like, okay, this is going to jump way forward. I remember no, reading, no spoilers. <laughs> I remember reading in six and then like everybody came back and they were like, oh, but his sacrifice. And I was like, yeah, okay, he sacrificed, but he's still an asshole. He was committed to character. I mean, you can sacrifice and do maybe something good. But that doesn't mean that all his other actions aren't assholey. Okay, I need to take a pause. Every time Josie drinks her drink, and I think it's because I have PTSD from when I've made things like that for this podcast, <laughs> that I'm like, that's disgusting. But it, honestly, the last time you picked it up, it looks like one of those Orbitz drinks from like the early 2000s. Because <laughs> like all the stuff is swirling in there, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, you can be grossed out by my delicious drink. Be great. I love how, like, when I told you what was in mine prior to the podcast, you were like, that's going to spoil. <laughs> no, I said it sounds like it's, it's going to curdle. Just because it curdles doesn't mean it's spoiled. It just doesn't taste good. It's so far doing okay. That's good. I added more vodka, so I had to get another bubbly. Oh, but I, I didn't, saw I didn't the, dig. F, the F in vodka bottle that was. Look, it's a, tiny, it's a tiny F in <laughs> bottle. It's only three seventy five. It's smaller than like a wine bottle, I think. For anyone listening to this, she held up a fully sized vodka bottle and said it's a tiny F in bottle. It's Andy, my hand fits around it like a mic. On, on camera, when you were holding it, Sheila is now making a motion that she should not. <laughs> <laughs> on camera, when you're holding it without context of like me remembering how small your hands are, it really looks like a full-size bottle. I literally, it's the size of a microphone. This is the tiniest vodka bottle. Sheila definitely was just like, and I had like literally, <laughs> I literally had like half an ounce left because I told you my first pour was very heavy, and I actually contemplated adding all the vodka in right then and there. But I was like, no, that'll be a bad idea. Yeah. But I did idea. not want to dig for a grapefruit bubbly, so I did switch to passion fruit. So it's definitely changed the fl- flavor of my blackberry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I And more tropical. It's so tropical. <laughs> I'm on my water right now. I finished both my drinks. It's the most tropical. I feel like I should say that my drink was the size of a medium Wendy's cup, which is approximately the size of my head. Which it's is smaller. usually a large drink. It's a in every it's other room. Smaller at other restaurants. No, look at my hand. It's not tiny. <laughs> Your hand is... But you held it up to your head, and there was, like, two inches on the bottom. Your beard is not that long. If you put it up at the forehead. It's the size of my head. No, it's not. You have, like, two inches on the bottom. Okay, we're not arguing this. Okay. (laughs) Divination. Snape's an asshole. Trelawney is crazy. McGonagall's a badass. Well, I I before you you call her crazy... I want to say I enjoyed this version of her. Not that I don't enjoy the movie version of her. But I enjoyed this version of her because she was, like, rattling off, like, 
Now, if I'll sit your bitch ass down, you're about to break my cup. And when you do get one of these colors, like, she was rattling off things that, that was going to happen. Because what I truthfully remember of her in the movies is, like, everyone being like, she's never had a real vision. She's never really been able to, like, see into the future. How are you able, like, how are you able to do your job? Right. So, like, I thoroughly enjoyed these chapters. Or at least, like, that chapter where they <laughs> talked about her. Because, like, I was like, oh. And it also explains why you haven't met her before. Because she's like, I don't get in there because it clouds my third eye. And I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, she's... She keeps to herself a lot. Um, and, yeah, she, like, while the scene in the movie... I know we're talking about the movie now, but... Um, she's... It's hard not to. It's hard not to, because you have seen it. She's definitely... Um, Clearly the more, first one that I've actually seen. More like, I feel like definitely like more airy and kind of like maybe a little flighty. Whereas in this mm-hmm. one where like she, she may be airy and she may be flighty, but she's definitely kind of like. But it feels like it's because she's seeing all the things. Yeah. And so she's choosing what to say versus just like, well, I just don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. But is she seeing everything? Because the, the reason why I even remembered to bring up Trelawney was when, Andy, you were talking about how Hermione was taking, like, five classes, and you kind of see how brilliant she is, you know, all this different stuff. Like, not to take away from how brilliant she is, because she is very smart. She is very brilliant. They obviously, I would imagine they are not trusting many students with the amount of workload that she has. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for, like, what's to come. Right. You know, but also, at the same time, like... Which does make you wonder if that's why they were like, we'll let you do this. Help him out, because he's going to be special. Right. But it also, remi- like, makes you re- realize that, like, McGonagall is very cut and dry. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't seem like somebody who uses her imagination quite a bit. She's like, I... She seems like one of those people who, like, can... can trust what she can control and what she can see, like, right in front of her. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like divina- divination takes a little bit more creativity, and you have yeah. to have, like, the creative, like, foresight and, like, a little bit imagination open. and openness to, like, have it work. Yeah. And you see that Hermione very much struggles with that. And even McGonagall was like, oh, it's really impossible to see a true seer. Like, yeah. You know, they're, they're so rare, and, like, she doesn't even believe in Trelawney's powers. Yeah. And Hermione kind of uses that to grasp on to, like, her not um, really. really grasping the subject right away. Yeah. Because she's way too technical and book smart to have the imagination to look in tea leaves and see something. And see a shape. Like, she, like she's not going to be the child that's staring at the clouds being like, oh, look, a puppy. Yeah. It feels very much like some recent conversations with I've had some family members. They're like, well, I'm just very black and white. I am very this. Like, they're math and science teachers. And Mm. so it's like, I've had one sister that has told me her entire life, she's like, I have no imagination. She really doesn't. You could put me in the back seat with no toys. I'm going to have a full telenovela with my two fingers, uh, with like two fingers on each hand. That sounded dirty. Two fingers on each hand, uh, <laughs> like living out of. Put me in a room by myself, and I'm gonna get placed mm-hmm. my two fingers mm-hmm. on each hand. No, but it was really like y'all couldn't see the motions that I was doing where I was walking with my fingers. No, I like saw the, it. That like did thing. not. I'm help. just saying for people listening. <laughs> the the imagery did not help with Andy <laughs> just picking his hands upside down and but walking. But it definitely does feel like across his body. <laughs> They went across my body. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, no. That wasn't any not. better. <laughs> so, but no, it just kind of reminds me of that. Just like, she's definitely the teacher. It was like, you know, we let her do her thing. She's out there. I believe it. But like, doesn't fully really believe it. Because she can't yeah. do it. Right. Right. I mean, and there's a lot of people in, like, real world that don't believe mm-hmm. and people that do have premonitions or, um, 
that, you know, can see ghosts or, you know, things like that. Like, people are like, oh, there's always a reason. So, um, it's very relatable that there's, you know, the person that does believe in it. And then there's the person that's like, (laughs) that's some, like, kind of, there might be somebody out there, but it's like a one in three chance or something like that. Yeah. They're going to look for the statistic of who's the actual seer. And so exactly. Like, okay, people yeah. can see. They need to know that it's one in 500 people. Like, McGonagall probably would have been like, everyone could have told you that Neville was going to break his first cup. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. Right. I mean, Snape told Lupin that he was a dunce. And I just yeah. but look, Lupin. a little belief goes a long way because Neville got yeah. that Bogart. I know, I just love how he was like, yeah, I'm sure he is. That's why I'm going to use him as this example and watch him crush this. I'm like, that's just a good person slash teacher in general. I love Lupin. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. I love how he handled the Bogart. I love that they went in. I like how he did like the whole class like going through and him being like, okay, this is how you do it, you know. Yeah. And that's, like, one of my favorite scenes. Even in, like, the book and then compared to the movie, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're so good. Like, there might be some minor differences, but they did such a good job kind of keeping that scene from the book and with the movie, like, pretty pretty much the same. Yeah. What would it have turned into as your deepest fear? That's hard because my deepest fear is getting buried alive. Uh, I feel I like... I wonder it, if it would have showed you doing that. <clears throat> Just me going... <laughs> like, for me, I guess I'd probably be, like, losing, um, Dash or Eric. Like, at the mall? No, like... Just go to the office. <laughs> <and> he, like... Because <laughs> you're gonna go really dark. <laughs> like, no, I was going... Going, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Just go to the office and call their name. It's fine. Like you were playing hide and seek and you just couldn't find them? <laughs> like, um, no, not like that, guys. I feel like mine would be probably very close to Ron's. Spiders? With the spiders. Oh, that Ron. Sorry. I was in a deep place. You should get to a real serious place. I know. I took it real serious, and we do not uh, need to go there. At the same time, I'm curious because, like, I feel like the same way that, like, Harry was like, I feel like this, I'm scared of Voldemort, but then in reality, it went to the Dementor. Like, I'm curious if, like, I would assume it was spiders. And in reality, it would be like I was playing hide and seek and no one found me. So then, like, I get buried alive. <laughs> that's that's slippery slope you just PTSD, went down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you get stuck in a closet. <laughs> that just totally went like completely different than I thought. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of interesting to think because I I say like, oh, my biggest fear is getting buried alive. I don't even like sleeping with a blanket over my face because like the thought of like I don't like my face being covered, which yeah. is ironic that I did so well with the masks in the last two years <clears throat> because I really don't like I don't like it. <laughs> like right. I have a really. Ooh, like, I don't know, Sheila, do you remember, do you remember in college, our choreography class, we did that one exercise where we were in two groups, and we had to close our eyes, and the first time, you could just feel, and then you tried to recreate, and then the second time, it was like, you could close your eyes, and like, then you could talk to like, recreate or whatever, yeah. Do you remember that? I rem- I will never forget that because one of them was I laid on the floor and then somebody laid over me and had their legs like around my head and then everybody piled up on them and we made like a pile of like five people. And mm-hmm. I mean, we were all dancers. We all kept our own weight. I was not getting crushed. But what was happening was the dancer who was over me his pants shielded my face and my head, and I mm. felt like I was getting buried, and I 
was like freaking out. I was like, like, cause nobody in the exercise was supposed to talk. And I was having like a real panic attack. And I was like, the, the pants, they need to move. I need to breathe. I can't breathe. And I like, I could breathe perfectly fine, but it was just like that shield, felt, like yeah. feeling like it was enclosing on my face. I was having like a true like panic. Um, so it was like, I don't know. It was just really crazy, like, how much that affected me. And I don't like, like, I do not like blankets being on my face or anything like that. Like, I do, I can't. Yeah. So with um, that, like, my point being, like, I know that that's a real fear of mine. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder, like, does the Bogart bring out a real fear that you, you don't just really don't know? know about. Or is yeah. it, like... Because they were giving it a fear. Yeah, that's true. Not, like, going over it. So, it's like, do they do that or do they go, you know, something well, else? I so, maybe mine would be, like, a family member dying or something. Like, true. That well, and I also wonder, because they're kids in the book, obviously, and they're they're battling the Bogart for the first time. Um, Their fears are, you know, like... Oh, like as a mom right like as an adult kid. now like yeah. my my life that I've lived but um so I, I can imagine that like at 13 years I probably had a different um fear like it wouldn't have been losing my child mine was probably still spiders mine was the same um I'm trying to think what mine might have been so Sheila thinking, at 13 you weren't afraid to lose Dash Eric <laughs> yeah, I did not know them um, and the thing was, is I was a pretty fearless kid, so I don't really like. I wasn't afraid of spiders. Like Maybe when I met when I met my husband at um, like nineteen years old, he was like, "Oh my god, a spider!" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a spider," and he's like, Ugh! and I was like, "She's like, don't be take, a little bitch, Eric." <laughs> I was like, "Let me take my shoe off," and I killed it. You know, like um, oh, was it a good spider or a bad spider? I don't remember, yeah, but my, but my, I was trying to impress my future house, husband. I was trying to impress my future husband. Um, <laughs> Show him how fearless you were with yeah, your that's why you spider killing abilities. He stood up at your wedding and he was like, "And you kill the spiders for me." Killed my and spiders for me. Was the moment that I said, "I want this to be the mother of my child." Maybe it, it might have been. I'm not really sure, but. Um, <laughs> She was like, there's so many awesome moments that he can pick. <laughs> so many. I don't know what he had to pick from or, you know, which ones he, he decided were the right things. On but, the next um, episode, we bring in Eric to see when he fell in love with Sheila and was it when she killed that first spider? <laughs> we should bring him on sometime. But, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Like, I was just so, I was kind of brave. Like, I was afraid of heights. I didn't. I don't know. I think, like, maybe just getting hit by a car or something. Like, I always had this fear that I was going to be dead before I was 16 as a kid. I always felt like I was going to die young. Is that weird? I no, I totally thought I was going to die by the time I was 35 in a car accident. <laughs> I thought it was 16 like, I had dreams about I survived, it. So. And I always thought somebody was going to hit me with a car because I lived on a really busy street. Josie knows it, but in my hometown, it's a really busy street. Um... There had been multiple times where we had um, cars crash into the yard. They never hit the house, but they had hit or gotten into our yard and um, from driving horribly. So I guess, like, I just always kind of afraid of, like, something happening, like them hitting my bedroom because my bedroom was on the first floor or me just being on the street or walking down the sidewalk. Like, I, I remember I had that fear. So that might have been my fear as a young kid but like I said now as an adult because like later on <clears throat> Molly has an experience in another book with a Bogart and hers um is probably a little bit like mine yeah spoilers yeah. so yeah that was a fun conversation <laughs> okay here's here is my question though because in the book Harry doesn't get to <clears throat> See the Bogart the first time. No. He just talks about it. He doesn't actually see it. Um, like not to jump ahead to the movie, well. but in the movie, Lupin jumps in front of him after the Dementor appears, not before. Right. 
Um, and Hermione didn't get a go, and I guess it never clicked in my head that Hermione didn't get a go, and so I do kind of wonder what Hermione's fear would have been. I love they make Ron dragged her, and he was like, what, that you, uh, didn't get the pages to read for the test? Or something like that, and I Yeah, was like, <laughs> but, because, I mean, yeah, because that's kind of the easy shot, but Hermione's a lot more sensitive than that. Yes. I think it would have been rejection from... I think it would have been rejection from her friends. Probably. So, and that's the thing she already had. With where she's at with these guys, I think it would have been rejection with her friends. That's fair. Especially because, like, we we know what happened in the first year when, like, she really didn't have a lot to begin with. Right. That would probably be what, well, it wouldn't be my biggest... But then also, like... happens more than I care to admit. Like, even in... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Andy. Oh, no, that was me having an existential crisis. I was just going to say, I feel like that would be one of mine, but I feel like it also happens more than... Yeah. Yeah. It happens more than it would for it to be, like, an insane fear. Right. Yeah. I think part of the reason why I do think it would be the rejection is because even before that, in the, what is it, the fifth chapter, I think it's, yeah, it's in one of the chapters that we read where... Molly was talking with Ginny and her, and it was just the three of them, and they were, like, sitting there giggling about, like, just, like, teenage gossipy things, yeah. like, oh, my love potion that I made, like, just yeah. cute little things, so I do think that it would be a fear of rejection or a fear of failure. I don't think it would be as academic as, academically related as, like, they would think. Right. I would like to say, because I haven't said it in these chapters, and I usually do whenever the Weasleys are involved. Um, the more I read, the more Molly is becoming one of my favorite characters, just in general. Mm-hmm. Because I always loved McGonagall, just because it, like, I mean, she's Maggie Smith. Like, it really probably has more to do with the fact that she's Maggie Smith than McGonagall. But Molly's Julie Walters. But that's what I'm saying, like, with Molly, I'm like, I'm like, I really do like this character. Yeah. Molly's very well written. Yeah. She is, like, when she gives all of the kids hugs and then she goes in and gives Harry an extra one, it's just one of those things, like, Harry didn't realize he needed the extra hug, but it's like a mom knows that she needs the ex- that he needed the extra yeah. hug. It's kind of like that motherly touch and advice and, um, yeah. You know, it's funny because I do think Arthur could see Harry as kind of like a son figure that mm-hmm. he needs to take care of. But I do think he looks at him as almost like an older, more mature son. You know, kind of kind of along the ri- lines of like how old the twins are. Like when yeah. he talks to the twins and, the, you know, instead of like, oh, they, they're at it again. He, you know, right. like. In book two, when he was like, oh my gosh, you took the car out? How did it drive? How did it do this? Like, I feel like that's more of how he talks to Harry. Like, when he was like, oh, Harry, I didn't want you to find out that way. Like, I didn't... I mean, him and Molly argued about it. And Arthur really genuinely wanted to tell Harry and protect him. And when he was like, I overheard, I'm sorry that I overheard, I'm fine. You know, Arthur kind of just being the the fatherly figure who was like i knew you were made of more than what right. others set out for you to be made of well, yeah like what everybody else doesn't want me to tell you like fudge and yeah. yeah he's just a boy he's just a boy and yeah yeah i think he knows that harry has like a different maturity and i think that's insight that a parent has about a child and i mean it was very evident from halfway through book one that, you know, Molly and Arthur took him in as as one of their own. Yeah. And I I just feel it's so much more apparent once you get deeper into the books how how much they do that. And Molly going in for that extra hug was just so was evident. So sweet. And, well, yeah. And making sandwiches for all of the kids. And she, even Hermione. She's like, yeah. yeah, even Hermione and Ron. You know, or Hermione and Ron. And Hermione and Harry. And then she looks at Ron and says, it's not corned beef, don't worry. You know. Yeah. Well, it's also the fact that, like, 
they are constantly made fun of for not having money. But she is taking care of, like, everyone. Extra, yeah. And she doesn't do it with, like, and I made you a sandwich, too. She's just like, of course, my babies, you have sandwiches, and da-da-da-da-da. Right. Yeah. She's a good mom. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. She's a good mom. So. So what? Any final thoughts? Are we going to talk about what we're doing next? No. We're still talking about everything. Are we still talking? All of it. Um, Final thoughts. I really enjoyed... um, I just remember being like, I love Lupin. And then I was thinking, I really wish that he was able to be a teacher longer than he was, obviously. And I know Mm -hmm. I'm giving things away, even though we all know it. But, um, you know, it was just like... Do we? Do we? Do we? (laughs) Does Andy. Um, Does Andy. (laughs) Uh, Spoiler. But we just, you know, like, you know, we got to meet Lupin in these chapters. You know, he definitely is shown a little bit of um, kind of recognition with Harry and, like, obviously, you know, his um, kind of friendship. Like, he hasn't told Harry yet, and Harry hasn't figured it out yet that there's friendship with the family before. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, you see that with, like, our, your own, like, parents' friends with you as a child, you know, like. And Harry just doesn't know that yet because... Yeah, he hasn't seen them interact. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he didn't know his parents as friends, and so, um, like, he doesn't know anything about his parents. So yeah, so it was just kind of a nice, um, like, there's just some nice moments, and it was nice to, you know, you know, this this book is just so refreshing because of like kind of Lupin, you know, being a real defensive teacher. Yeah, um, I would say I always forget how much interaction and how many, like, hippogriffs and everything Hagrid actually had, that it was actually, like, a small little herd. Yeah, instead of just the one. Just one. Yeah, so I guess it's just kind of one of those things where it's just a reminder of how grand and magical everything really is at Hogwarts. Yeah. How they get up to the divination classroom where they're literally like, well, how are we supposed to get up there? And it was like, those were the magic words for like, the stairs to appear. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the interaction with all of the picture frames and I guess just how big everything is. I think it's also really interesting how much Peeves didn't really respect Lupin. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just makes you wonder, like, why, like, what's going on with Lupin that, like, certain entities or things or people or whatever, like, how they re- react to him. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a reminder of how much the adults in the books have lives outside of Hogwarts. Right. But it also just makes me really excited for what's to come. I forget how great of a setup the beginning of the book is for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, just with everything that's to come. Because there's a lot of hidden gems, I feel, in these early chapters for yeah. what's what's going to happen. Definitely. Andy, what about you? I think I kind of said mine. Um where I was like, the more I think about it, the more I enjoy her character. And then, like, although, like, there wasn't a lot that happened in these book, in these chapters, there was also a lot that happened in these chapters. Mm-hmm. It's just like, mm-hmm. I feel like in Harry Potter, you just expect someone to blow up, die, freeze, get petrified, something, and all of them. But it was just kind of nice to just kind of learn about the world. Right. And how every day kind of interacted. Yeah, like, the, the biggest drama was um, Draco, um, yeah. or Draco getting clawed by Buckbeak. Oh, and playing it up, like, the Oscar year. <sighs> he deserved it. Come on, Malfoy, get it together, suck it up. Yeah. 
It just I would be that. Just I would be that teacher that would be like, you did this to yourself. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's also really interesting with Draco and like how all that played out. How the students know which teachers they can play it up around and which ones they can't. Just because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the Draco, Crab, and Goyle did not Mess respect Hagrid. They did not do mm-hmm. anything. And then. Like, Draco got hurt, but then with Snape, it was, oh, best behavior, put on a show. hmm You know, just, but even Harry, Ron, and Hermione were the same way. Lupin's around, oh, there's a professor, you don't want to say anything. Yeah. There's this around, you don't want to do anything. So they, I mean, it was on both sides. They play up who they can oh, sure. and get away things. They know who they can yeah. do stuff with or not do stuff with, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, our next chapters are chapters 8 through 10, if you want to read along with us. Um, 8 through 10. 8 through 10. Got that, Andy? Book 3, 8 through mm-hmm. 10. Harry Potter. Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Prisoner of Azkaban, book 3. Mm-hmm. The Devil Rest Prada, 7 through 8. Got it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Excellent. You're doing great, sweetie. Keep up hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Potheads Who Read, a podcast. You can email us your thoughts or if there's anything you want us to check out or discuss on any of our episodes, uh, email us at potheadswhoread at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Anything or else? Drop us a DM. That's it. Drop us a DM. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reading with us. Go crack a book open. I hope I read the right book. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.